Today's program is brought to you by ETF Guide. Is your investment portfolio helping you or hurting you? Go to PortfolioReportCard.com to find out. And if you get an A, we pay you $100. Welcome to Portfolio Talk. I'm Ron DeLegge. On today's program, you'll meet 60-year-old K.E. from Austin, Texas. She has a $294,000 401k plan. And together, we're going to dissect her retirement portfolio. We'll look at all the holdings, and we are going to grade her portfolio in five key areas and find out if she passes or fails. Some of us uh, got started late at saving and investing for retirement. And while the financial services industry enjoys browbeating people who lack discipline, who got distracted, or who got into trouble and temporarily paused their money-saving habit, I think empathy is due when empathy is warranted. This week's Portfolio Report Card for KE, a 60-year-old office worker who I think warrants empathy. Uh, she works in the medical field, in a medical office to be specific, and she ran into a rough patch with her retirement plan. Her husband battled unemployment during the 2008-2009 recession, and she put three kids through college. Yikes, that's pretty expensive. Although this slowed down the velocity of KE's ability to save for retirement, it sure didn't stop her. She kept going. She didn't quit. And I think therein lies a lesson for all of us. KE asked me to analyze and grade her 401k plan, which is currently valued at $294,000. Check that. $294,439. That's the exact figure. Now, she owns nine mutual funds, and she told me that, quote, I have seen my retirement fund cut basically in half twice over the years due to downturns in the market. I don't trust the government, and frankly, I don't trust financial advisors either. So I rely on the portfolios offered by a retirement plan. I feel like it's all one big crapshoot either way I go. End of quote. So that's uh, KE's feelings on the matter. Now the question is, what kind of report card does ke's portfolio get does she get an a b c d or f well let's find out beginning with the first grading category which is cost reducing investment cost is easily accomplished by you me and the rest of the investing population by number one using low-cost investment vehicles as the building block of our portfolios. Now, the easiest way to do this is to stick with low-cost index funds and index ETFs. That's one simple step. Now, the other, the other step is to make a concerted effort to eliminate, to the greatest degree possible, trading activity. Because the more trading activity you have, the more potential tax liabilities as well as trading commission costs, and it all adds up. All of these frictional costs that are seemingly unimportant again add up they compound over the years so the nine mutual funds held in ke's 401k plan and some of these funds i'm going to give you the names and the ticker symbols the dreyfus bond market uh, basic fund that's ticker symbol d b r i x she's got about one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars in that particular fund she's got uh, a handful of vanguard funds a Vanguard value 
Fund, Vanguard Index 500, Vanguard Growth Index Fund, Vanguard Small Cap Fund. Now, these are all Admiral shares, and she's got very small positions in these particular stock funds. When I say small positions, uh, most of them are under $10,000, with the exception of that Vanguard Index Fund, the 500, which uh, has exposure to, or she's got uh, around $20,000 exposure to that particular uh, fund. She also has the American Funds Euro-Pacific for international stocks, and then she's got about $81,000 in the standard stable asset fund, and that pretty much makes up the bulk of her portfolio. Now, in terms of cost, on the low end, she's paying five basis points, which is 0.05%. That's on the low end, and then on the high end, she pays one and a quarter percent uh, that highest cost fund, by the way, in case you're wondering, that's the J.P. Morgan Mid-Cap Value Fund, ticker symbol J-A-M-C-X. It's a U.S. Mid-Cap Value Fund. Pays one and a quarter percent. Yikes. That's pretty high for a U.S. stock fund in any category. I don't care if it's mid, small, or large cap. It's a very high expense ratio. Nevertheless, KE has smartly positioned most of her money in the lower cost index funds, which is exactly how you're supposed to do it. So that strategy alone, whether deliberate or not deliberate, she's kept a lid on investment expenses and cost. Her asset weighted expense ratio is 0.37%. That basically means when we average out all of her expenses based on how her money's positioned. That's what her annual ongoing fee is to have this $294,000 managed. 0.37%. That's just slightly above our index benchmark. And overall, I think she does a great job in minimizing cost. Next up is diversification. The whole point of diversifying your investments is to spread financial risk across a variety of different asset classes versus putting all your money into just one thing. Now, KE's portfolio, I'm pleased to say, does have exposure to U.S. stocks. She's got ticker symbol VFIAX, VVIAX, VIGAX, VSMAX. Good job on your exposure to U.S. stocks, KE. She also has exposure to international stocks, R-E-R-G-X. Then she's got exposure to bonds, ticker symbol D-B-I-R-X, and also cash via that stable value fund we talked about earlier. Outstanding. However, KE's portfolio still is deficient in this particular grading category of diversification because she lacks exposure to two major asset classes, and those areas are commodities and real estate. Now remember, authentic portfolio diversification never excludes major asset classes. In this case, she's missing two, commodities and real estate. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Portfolio Talk. I'm your host, Ron DeLegge. I'm doing a portfolio report card on today's show for KE. She's 60 years old. She's from Austin, Texas. She's got another six years to go before she retires from full-time work. She's got a $294,000 401k plan. I am analyzing and grading her uh, retirement plan in five areas. We just looked at the first two, cost and diversification. Next up, we're going to look at risk, tax efficiency, and performance. And before we do that, 
We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. You're listening to Portfolio Talk with Ron DeLegge. To get your portfolio analyzed and graded, go to PortfolioReportCard.com. So let's take a look at the next area of KE's retirement plan, and that is risk. Now, KE described herself as a very conservative investor who was burned in the past. So she's been hurt. And gun-shy and slightly scared might be another way to describe her. How many of our other listeners uh, to this broadcast feel that same way? Gun-shy and slightly scared by what you've been through. Well, I think we all, to some extent, have fears. Now, the question is whether the risk character of KE's portfolio is compatible with her risk profile as an investor, because that's what this really boils down to. Uh, Now, the overall asset mix of KE's 401k plan is the following. Now, this is the broader big picture uh, asset mix. 46% to bonds, 27% exposure to stocks, and 27% to cash. And I would say if there's one possible error, one possible mistake with this particular asset mix of 46% bonds, 27% stocks, and 27% cash, it's that it's too conservative. Remember, KE is a risk-averse invest, a risk-adverse investor. So she's 60 years old, and even for someone who is risk-adverse, This is what I would call pretty conservative, maybe even ultra-conservative asset mix. Nevertheless, she told me that she did this because she cannot stomach a significant hit when the next market correction happens. Next up is tax efficiency. This is the grading category that we look at that really matters because all well-built investment portfolios will deliberately minimize the, the threat of taxes. Now, this includes tax-deferred retirement plans like IRAs and 401ks and Roth IRAs, where tax efficiency is often incorrectly presumed. Let me repeat that because that's pretty important. This includes tax-deferred retirement plans like IRAs and 401ks, where tax efficiency is often incorrectly presumed. Now, let me give you an example of this and and. KE's situation fits this example. KE has an outstanding 401k loan in the amount of $21,782. Now, what happens if she leaves her job without paying off that loan? Well, it's going to become taxable income. And so long as that loan remains outstanding, it hangs over her as a constant threat of unwanted tax taxable income or the potential of that for that taxable income to happen and what it's doing is it's undermining the tax efficiency of her tax deferred 401k plan so she's definitely got to do one of two things or both either pay off altogether that 401k loan or get it to such a level where it's not going to be a very big tax liability in this case If it ever became a tax liability, $21,782, that's a pretty significant chunk in income to her, as well as it's a significant chunk coming out of her uh, 401k plan. So the final grading category is performance. Investment portfolios that ignore the first four grading categories 
of cost, diversification, risk, and tax efficiency, generally, generally speaking, have performance problems. So the question is, how did KE do? Well, her portfolio grew 7.4% from December of 2013 to December of 2014, compared to an 8.3% gain for our blended index benchmark, which matches up with her same asset mix. So I'm doing an apples to apples comparison. And although her one year performance was slightly less than our blended index benchmark, which again matches up with her same asset mix, her performance over the past year, uh, she had a 7.4% gain from December of 2013 to December of 2014, compared to an 8.3% gain for our blended index benchmark, which matches up with her same asset mix. So although her one-year performance slightly, slightly underperformed, is a little bit less than our benchmark, it's still what I would call satisfactory. So KE's final portfolio report card grade is AB which is an excellent score. She did well in terms of limiting cost and the performance of her portfolio. Those were her best grading categories. Her poorest grading category was tax efficiency. She certainly got improved there. That outstanding 401k loan is a tax threat. And although KE did get sidetracked with saving for retirement, with uh, obvious problems with her, her husband's employment and putting three children through college, I think she's back on track. And if she continues saving without let up from this point forward, hopefully she's gonna reach her financial goals. Her plan is to retire from full-time work in just six more years. So she's got very little wiggle room for major mistakes. And if she continues just plugging away I think she's going to be in good shape. I also think she fully understands that she's going to probably need to keep working even part-time after she retires and string together some income from Social Security along with this current portfolio so that she can survive and thrive. If you'd like to get a portfolio report card where I analyze and grade your portfolio and tell you how you're doing, go to PortfolioReportCard.com and get in touch with me. Also, you can follow me on P Talk Radio, that's on Twitter. Again, P Talk Radio. Follow me there. You can listen to our podcast. It's available on Stitcher Radio as well as SoundCloud. And if again, if you want to get your report card, just go to PortfolioReportCard.com. If you get an A, guess what? I pay you a hundred dollars. That does it for another episode of Portfolio Talk. Thanks for listening. The views expressed in this broadcast are not necessarily that of our advertisers, sponsors, or broadcast partners. The discussion of investing is general and should not be construed as investment advice or an offer to buy or sell securities. Listeners are responsible for their own investment decisions and results. Before investing, always consult a prospectus for risk, charges, expenses, and other information. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No reproduction or dissemination of Portfolio Talk Radio is permitted without the expressed written consent of its producers.